What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 16 of season three. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, Bruno of the East. Kurt, do I sound a little different? And also ask me why. Bruno, yes, you do sound different. I don't have to ask you why, <laughs> but I will anyway. Because, <laughs> Kurt, it's not a surprise to you, maybe a surprise to the millions of listeners, but we are live and in person again. For this special episode just for you our end of the year episode we wow. totally planned this the timing was all planned around us doing our last show of the year of 2021 we totally knew we were going to do it live and i'm in east windsor because that's where you are and so we are of the east together shout out e-dubs east windsor um yeah i'm home for a little bit there's no games going on or anything at darien so i have a little bit of free time and i was like bruno what are the odds you are in manchester i asked you this on Monday. Monday or Sunday? Sunday. 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 And you said 0%. I was yeah. like, well, that's sad. I was like, because, you know, it's just so much better oh, when yeah. we're in the same room together. So um, we we delayed the pod. We did not we did not record on Monday. You you know this by now because Facts. you did not hear a podcast <laughs> on Tuesday or today for that matter. Wait, what's today? Wednesday? Wednesday. All the days blurred together what during days? break night. A social construct, one might say. But it is Wednesday. Bruno and I are recording this. I don't know when I'm putting this out. Maybe I'll put it out tonight. Maybe I'll put it out in an hour. Maybe I'll put it out tomorrow morning. I don't know. That's a problem for future Kurt. That is a problem for future Kurt. <laughs> um, but Bruno, it is good to see your face. Happy end of 2021. This year has freaking sucked. Yeah, bro. I. It's almost like we could look back on it, but it's like, do we want to? I mean, <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day that was like, 2022 is literally just... 2020 comma too oh gross and i was I like think about that. 2022 wait and we used to say 2020 and now we're saying 2022 but we're, like 2022 meaning like too like yeah. it's going to be a repeat of 2020 well that fuck no well that's what i'm saying <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, God damn just it. a big God no no i can't take another year of this oh my god well that's bananas kurt also just before we get too deep into things it's also very weird not hearing you in my headphones this i know very i'm also not wearing headphones either i this is me actively checking just to make sure things are still recording correctly they and are and they are no we're good for we're literally first try audience we did no test before this this is first try this that was first try um bruno I just I can't a can't get over the fact that you are in my the room with me. We're in the East. We're in the East, and AFC uh, East. Wait, this is the no, AFC East. Well, <laughs> okay, fuck, okay. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, we're not doing that. Um, Verizon is calling me. Don't don't call me Verizon. Yeah, I, what I, the fuck, Verizon? It is calling me on both my phones. 
Two phones. Kevin Gates. Got the plug. One for the plug and one for the load, I think it was. Um, well, you're going to ignore both. I'm gonna, I am ignoring both of those. Do not try to contact me again. Um, thank you for my brand new phone, which I got like an hour ago. And anyway. Here we yeah. are. We are. Here we are. Bruno. <laughs> I hope they can. I, they probably can't, but I hope they can hear the vibrations I, that we I'm hear. pretty positive they could have heard that. Um, both my phones are going. Okay. This is... This is a weird If you time. need to, I can answer and just be like. No, Bruno, for 30 <laughs> seconds, what you're going to do is you are going to filibuster for 30 seconds. All right. So we are filibustering. Just in case you didn't pick up what was happening, Kurt got a new phone today. So I'm seeing him right now because, again, people forget in person. He has both of his phones. He went to the Verizon store earlier, had a lovely time. They were like, wow, you have a lot of stuff to transfer to your phone. He was like, yep, that's because it's my fucking phone. What do you think I have on my phone? My stuff idiot so you know he's he's trying to figure it out verizon said you know what right when you start recording we're gonna call and kurt said you know that's the fucking perfect timing so we're here kurt's trying to figure out how he can block verizon from ever calling him ever again in the history of time and you know maybe i think we're good maybe we're good good. yeah so i think the problem was um on my old phone it was not done transferring all of my all my stuff over and then it finished as soon as we started, naturally. Oh, it did. You didn't do it all at the store. Um, it was almost done, and she said, "The woman was like, you can leave now.'" I said, "I yes. will. Be, I, I will said, do that. Thank you." Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I, I'm leaving. And then she goes, "When it's done, you have to turn off Find My iPhone uh. and restore to factory settings, and then turn the phone off for good." I said, "Yes, ma'am." I'm surprised you didn't give it. Don't you have to trade it in, or they? I have a box to send back to Verizon. I was going to say. Okay. So. I am factory resetting as we speak. I'm turning this phone off, and we will we will continue with what? this beautiful podcast. So you got the 13. What did you go from? The 11 or something, but there was just this like this massive um, sale through Verizon. My parents were like, "We do, we have to do this." Like, I understand. We we have to do this. Um, Kurt, if if you want to hear a laugh, uh, your boy's still rocking the iPhone 7. Still got a home button in this bitch. <laughs> No, you don't. Well, the whole thing stemmed because my parents um, had iPhone sixes. Oh, let's go! So we had. They were like, "Well, we're redoing our phones." So, which is a crazy deal. So you and Connor do the same. So we did. Okay. So Bruno, I also have T-Mobile though. So not because I want to, just because I, you know, that's a long story. Okay. Well, thank you for sitting with me through that (laughs) phone disaster. I'm glad you enjoyed the four minutes of bullshit. Um, I can't see the time because usually when we're doing this over, like four virtually, minutes. I can see the time. Yeah, oh, four minutes. only four? Not oh, no, we're six minutes. Well, we're seven minutes in the podcast. Oh, oh, oh. but four minutes of the, po- the phone. The filibuster. The filibuster. <laughs> the four minute filibuster. <laughs> okay. Bruno, let's start. <laughs> let's start. Okay. I need my cue. You got to do, do, do my cue again. Ready for the drop in three, two, one, zero. Dropped. Okay, Bruno, we're starting with Thursday Night Football. Mm. Thursday Night Football kicked off with the Titans. They slowed down Jimmy G and those red hot 49ers. Oh, took yeah. them down in Nashville 20 to 17. Bruno, the the Titans lost the entire left side of their line. Crazy. Didn't matter. It didn't matter. They they still are without Derrick Henry. They're still without Julio Jones. And they still found a way to take home a W. Um, I think for me, the Titans' offense was was a tale of two halves, quite literally. They were awful in the first half. Ryan Tannehill only threw for 40 yards in the first half. But then. But then. This man remembered, oh, shit. I have A.J. Brown on my team. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw every football to him. A.J. Brown caught 11 passes for 145 yards and a score on the flippity-flop. Flippity-flop. The flippity-flop. Jimmy Garoppolo. Been very good. I talked about it on the pod last week. Not good this game. No. Two interceptions. Very costly. Ultimately, the difference in this. Bruno, my takeaway for this game, the Titans have dealt with so much adversity all season, and yet here they are. They're with two weeks to play. They're still a number two seed in the AFC, 
and they potentially get King Henry back for a playoff run. No fair. Uh, I'm jealous of you. There's mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind, if anyone plays this team in the playoffs, it is going to be a very, very tough out. Yeah, and Kurt, this was a huge win for the Titans also because you know Patriots fans know very well the Colts are surging right in their own division. I think the Titans have a decent lead on them, but they are playing the Dolphins this week who have won seven in a row. So we'll see after this week what the AFC South is looking like. That's going to be huge if the Titans can hang on to the top spot in the division with King Henry out. But, yeah, they are looking good, Kurt. They are looking good. No doubt. So, yeah, that good news there for uh, the Titans. Uh, more good news for Kurt's NFC team to – I forget if it was Reach or win the Super Bowl. Was it Reach or win? Win. Win the Super Bowl. This the was a, my Super Bowl matchup. It was Packers-Browns. Oh, wait. But, well, we both had Browns. Yeah, I think this, I said Bucks, This was my Super Bowl matchup. That was your – so Kurt's Super Bowl. Wait, did you, you picked the Packers to win. You just picked your own and won the Super Bowl right now. Yes. Congratulations to Kurt. You heard it here first. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. I appreciate it. They call him Kurt Nostradamus. Um, <laughs> but in the in the in this in Kurt's Super Bowl, uh, you wouldn't really be surprised to hear the news that the Packers won, right? Especially you know before the season, understandable for the Packers Browns. There's all the preseason stuff. Yep. During the season, yeah. I think it wouldn't be that surprising to be like, oh yeah, the Packers beat the Browns. Kurt, Brown. the Packers not only only won. 24 to 22, right? A two-point margin of victory. They did not score. The Packers did not score for the last quarter and a half. Their last points came with nine minutes left in the third quarter. And Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions. You're telling me all of that? And the Packers only won by two? Huh? Huh? Jim? (laughs) Jim? Such an ugly game. I know. Such an ugly game. I mean, there's a couple notable things here. So Aaron Rodgers. Hit me with them. Aaron Rodgers hit. uh, Sorry, hit. He Hmm. broke Brett Favre's uh, career touchdown pass record for the Packers, which is kind of cool. You figured that was going to come eventually. Devonta Adams, typical monster day. 10 catches, 114 yards, two touchdowns. But, Kurt, for the second straight game, because people forget, I'm pretty sure last week they played the Ravens, who had Tyler Huntley. Correct. And they were up, like, double digits in the fourth quarter, almost let them come all all the way back. The Ravens were literally a failed two-point conversion away from tying and maybe winning the game in overtime. Yep. So that happened last week. And then this week, the Browns were dead. Again, Baker threw four picks. They came all the way back in the second half. And if the Packers' defense didn't pick them off for the fourth time with 30 seconds left, uh, Browns could have, you know, kicked a field goal and won this game. So... Yes, you know, if you're the Packers, you're happy. Every win means they're closer to the one seed. Yes, you're happy Aaron Rodgers is still playing, even though his toe hurts, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you're not feeling great about the kind of wins they've been getting recently. Correct. I think that is the correct takeaway here. My only thing, and it has nothing to do with this Well, it has nothing to do with this game, but also has everything to do with this game. It just reaffirms that to me, the NFL this season in 2021-2022 is so wide open, it's not even funny. It's so I, Bruno, true. I have no idea what's going to happen in the next month. Literally no idea. It's crazy. Like, And again, like we're, we've seen all these sort of results happen and teams start hot and then f- and flame, which we're going to get into. And then That was nice. The, that was nice you of know. you to throw that in there. Because <laughs> throw you a bone. Yeah. You threw me a bone because you know what team I'm talking about? <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. Man. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man, Sad. Bruno. The Cardinals, they're up to their same old bullshittery from last year. But I don't want to start. I don't want to talk about them oh. to start. I want to talk about the Colts. Okay. Okay. So, man, oh, man, Bruno. Man. Oh man. oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Frank Reich has turned the Colts around so fast. Um, the Hot take. I think they're very happy Josh McDaniels left them at the altar because yes. Frank Reich has really done a really yes. good job there. Um, Indy stayed hot. They won their third straight game. They took down the former number one seed this season, mm. uh, the Arizona Cardinals in the NFC, by a final score of 22-16. to 16. And while the Colts were pretty banged up in this one, Jonathan Taylor still managed 100 yards on the ground because – 
He is Jonathan Taylor. He did not score a touchdown in this game, though. That hmm. was like his first game in like nine games. He didn't do that. Um, Carson Wentz threw two touchdowns. And I have to give credit where credit is due. I was actively shit-talking Carson Wentz like I do because I don't think he's a good quarterback. True. I, that remains true. True. He made some unbelievably good throws in this game. Yep. And then he unbelievably threw away the Colts' chances of playoffs by not being vaccinated in L for COVID. <laughs> uh, we, will, we will discuss that at the okay. end of this. Bruno, uh, so while the Colts were able to do have a, a much better game offensively this week. Right, right, right. The story in this one is Arizona blew the game. Okay. True. Uh, very, very oddly similar to the Colts-Patriots game that we saw two weeks ago because ultimately the Patriots beat the Patriots. It's not like the Colts beat the Patriots. In this game, a little more – it was a little closer, but I'd argue the Cardinals beat the Cardinals. It wasn't the Colts beating the Cardinals. Uh, Matt Prater, that's not a fun name in Arizona this week. Uh, he missed two field goals and an extra point. Bruno, we are not math guys. Two field goals equals six points. Mm. One extra point equals seven points. Mm. 16 plus seven is 23. That would mm. be Arizona 23, mm. Indianapolis 22. Sad. Sad. Uh, also, the Arizona offense had a turnover on downs, and they gave up a safety. LOL. So, I mean, again, Bruno, it comes down to are the Colts good or are they just lucky? So, here's all I'll say. Here. I need a Sam Marshall graph about luck. Oh, and it, I need that. Need Expected that. wins, all that good shit. Find that for me. Um... In this game, maybe you could argue lucky. Since they've been playing well recently, I would argue that the Colts like are good with their body of work. But definitely in this game, this is a winnable game for the Cardinals. Yes. And that really hurts, Kurt, because as you said, former number one seed, mm. former division leader, which we'll get to later mm -hmm. in the uh, NFC West. So, yeah, I mean, again, like you said, this Colts run it keeps going, and we'll see if it, if it ever stops. I, yeah, Bruno, who knows? But, yes, I do want to touch about this briefly. Yep. Um, Carson Wentz contracted covid and the least surprising thing of all time, because COVID is ramping up True. again. Uh, he is unvaccinated. The Om Omicron, our, yeah. little, our little Omi. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, Omi. Um, has uh, really just become front and center over the yeah. last couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, very transmittable. And Carson Wentz has got the transmittable disease. That Cut that out. I don't know. <laughs> That's guy. I don't, that out. I don't know about that. But he has COVID, and he is uh, because he's unvaccinated. He's yes. out. But I did see yesterday, but from Adam Schefter, I don't know if it was ever finalized. The NFL and the NFLPA are trying to make right, it. If right. you test positive, whether you are vaccinated or unvaccinated, right. it is still only five days. Which would he he'd either. He would make it back by Sunday. Right, which I did. You're right. So I did see that as well. So we'll see. Again, it, is, it is contingent on negative tests and symptoms and all that stuff. But it, it would just be, I don't know. I, it's hard to say. I want to say classic. I don't know if it's classic, but it would just be like, I don't know what the right word is. But like, of course, the Colts are putting up, like they're playing really well, coaching really well. They're doing all this great stuff. And then Car Carson Wentz is like, yep, I, you know, having a resurgent COVID out. See ya. Like that would just be like. Yeah, I think also too, like, um. The the Colts, I guess, were rumored to like be calling Philip Rivers and like begging him to come back for this Yeesh. one game because if the Colts lose a game, they're probably out of the playoffs. Yeah, and is Sam Mellinger starting? Yes. I don't know. I should have looked up. Do you know who the Colts are playing this week? Uh, I can try to filibuster and find it really quick. I don't know who they're playing. I've clicked on the Colts on my laptop, and they are playing the Raiders. Wow, big game. And, you know, not to be Debbie Downer, obviously sad news, John Madden passing oh. away. Raiders, not revenge game, but, like, you know, like. Mem in memoriam game mm. upcoming. Mm, good word. So, uh, yeah, we'll see about that. But I did not see – I I don't know. What, I mean, do would you want – 
old Phil no. Rivers, or would you want like unproven and hasn't really done anything Sam Ellinger? Not great options. Uh, not great, but I think I'd rather have Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening with the Colts, Kurt. Uh, but speaking of another team that was out there, out their quarterback was out. The Lions, Kurt. Mm. <sighs> the Lions. The Lions, the Lions, the Lions. Jared Goff out for this game this past week with COVID. So they started UConn football legend Tim Boyle at quarterback. And Kurt, they almost won. Yes, that's that's how I'm describing this game. You're right. The they Falcons, almost did. Yep, the Falcons did actually win 20-16. to 16. Again, the game what, doesn't really matter about the actual game. It was no. kind of close. Matt Ryan threw a touchdown to Hayden Hurst at the start of the fourth quarter. They were up seven. And the Lions were driving, and actually they got picked off at the Atlanta one at the end of the game, which is, you know, if you're used to UConn football or you're used to Lions football, which are basically the same thing, yes. not surprising, They're but still. one in the same. Kurt, the, the only takeaways for this game, there's one for each team. For the Lions, again, they, they continue to play with heart. You can't say that they don't, Kurt. They're competitive. They're fighting. You could argue if they should be or not because obviously they want the highest draft pick they can get, but, yes, like, they're still playing that. hard, which, like, teams that have that terrible of a record this late in the season don't usually play this hard. No, so they don't. Credit to them for still fighting, again, even without Jared Goff. For the Falcons, Kurt, they're seven and eight? Question mark? <laughs> like what? They've won seven games this year. Like the Falcons are not doing this right because now no. they are Mediocre. hovering at five hundred. They can beat the bad teams. They can't beat the good teams. And they might even sneak into a playoff spot, Kurt. But like I mean, I guess like if you make the playoffs, that's a good thing. But like for the long term outlook of their team, I don't know where they're going. And yeah. I don't think they do either. They need better players, man. I would just yeah. I would start trying to you know, not throw some of these games, but like throw some of these games because what like what they're doing, they are going to live in NFL mediocrity mm. forever. And some people say that traces back to Man in the Arena episode seven, which came out this week. Oh, people, so, some do say that. Also, <laughs> we should have just fucking done a podcast on episode seven because it was we should. that good. We should. Um, both these teams were not as they. Yeah, it's yeah, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Here was a, a massive game from the NFC North. Yep. No, I mean AFC North. I just had a, a brain fart. Ravens Bengals, these two these two foes met earlier earlier in the season, and uh, Cincinnati get opened a can of whoop ass on Baltimore. Mm. Bruno, the more things change, the more they stay the goddamn same. They are the goddamn same. Joe Burrow has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit, has I he arrived? I am also telling that to myself because I am an idiot. <laughs> oh, did you fancy? I've, I know I done I started him, which was great. Oh, but I done chained the Bengals oh, twice. Oh, oh, oh. I oh. talk about it. You can't done chain the Bengals and have them be the, like, the four seed. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, that's tough. And this is not that's good. <laughs> um, but the former Heisen winner threw for 525 yards. No, that Sheesh. was not a mistake. 525 yards, Sheesh. four touchdowns, and uh, he was called out this week by uh, the Raiders uh, coaching staff. I think specifically the defensive coordinator. Um, he said that Joe Burrow, well, you know, let's not put him in, the, in a gold jacket or anything yet. So just like, you know, trying to calm the hype down about Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow literally stuck up both middle fingers to the Raven sideline. He didn't do that. But when, it, when has that ever worked out for a t player or team or anyone who's done that? It's like going and celebrating on the logo. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're promising yourself you're going to lose. Yikes. Well, and they did. Yeah. So right now, Bengals offense is rolling. I'm not sure who can stop them at the moment. Between T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, both of those guys caught two touchdowns this last mm. week. They still have Jamar Chase, who might win Offensive Player Rookie oh, of the yeah. Year, and Joe Mixon, who is having a breakout season. This offense is a wagon behind wagon. Joey Burrow. Um, and the Ravens. The Ravens. Mm. The Ravens. The Ravens. Three weeks ago, were the one seed in the, in the AFC. Hmm. Hmm. They're not even in the playoffs anymore. <laughs> 
they're on the outside looking in. How Suckers. So bad. So sad, John Harbaugh. <laughs> um, so sad. And they, they finish out their last two games, Bruno. Rams and Steelers. A real shame. They might just stay out of the playoffs. Mm, goodbye. <laughs> See ya. So, yeah, Kurt, I think my thing about the Bengals is that we knew Jamar Chase was obviously. See for yourself. I was dumb. Okay. Well, you, that's you knew. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm not saying that. No, though. I, I am. I, you know, now my brain's in a pickle because I want to say you're dumb, but then I can't say that because I'm say dumber it. than you. Just but say it. You know it. what? We're all dumb together. Yep, okay. we, the NFL knew that Jamar Chase was obviously very good and, and Joe Mixon. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd getting rolling really gives those the extra dimensions because now if, like, they're all playing at that high level, then it's like, who are you going to stop on every yep. play? So, agreed, agreed, agreed for the Bengals. Uh, hopefully they can finish the season strong. Speaking of finishing the season strong, Kurt, in a weird way, the Rams are both doing and not doing that because this week they pretty unconvincingly beat the Vikings 30 to 23. But at the same time, they slide into first place in the NFC West because the Cardinals lost as we covered. Right. So it's like you're happy if you're the Rams. They have a good record. They have plenty of good pieces. But again, it's like when you see games like this game, you're not really thrilled. I mean, if we're going to be honest here, you know, 2018 Patriots legend Sony Michelle, you know, speaking oh. of this all, you know, man in the arena stuff carried the Rams, which is wild this week, and uh, Captain Chris's fantasy team against me. 131 yards and a touchdown. They had a punt return. Brandon Powell returned a punt for a touchdown as well. But it's like Matt Stafford threw three picks, was pretty terrible. They had multiple double-digit leads that they kind of like blew down to one-score games. And honestly, if they didn't, you know, if they didn't have a couple of these big plays late, they might not have even beaten the Vikings. So, again, if you're the Rams, you got to be happy you're winning and you're in first place. But, like, if you're a like lower seeded playoff team in the NFC and you're like, okay, we have to go to LA for our playoff game. I don't really think any team is scared of that at the moment. So we'll see if they can, uh, we'll see if Matsky Stafford can shake off the picks and uh, play better into the postseason. Yes. Bruno, I have, I have a stat for you. You Ooh, know, stat I, me up. Yeah. Uh, I am stats guy. Mm. <laughs> oh, the secret. Oh no. The secret's been revealed. <laughs> Bruno. I'm ready. The NFL's leading rushers during the month of December. Okay. Number one. I'm ready. Sony Michelle. For the whole month? 423 yards. Number two, Jonathan Taylor, 421 well, yards. Sony has quietly been the glue of the Rams' offense. Wait a stretch. minute. I, so I knew he had a pop-up game this Wait game. Wait a minute. I need to go back and look because I did not Four. realize it was previous games Bruno, too. He's he's a wagon at I the mean, moment. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's correct. I did not I did not realize that Michelle had been doing this for more than one game. So Yeah. He for over three three last three weeks. Right. 423 yards. That's nutty. That's that's like his 2019 stretch with the Patriots good. Like yeah. that was like 2018. 2018. 2018. Yeah. And 100 yards a game. I mean, that's like the standard, right? Yeah. That's well, good more shit. than the standard. I mean, that's the good standard. That's so good, good for shit. Him. Uh, you know, it's not good shit. Uh, this next game, game that features the Jaguars and the Jets. <laughs> yeah. um, and a game of two teams going absolutely nowhere, Bruno. Nowhere. The Jets actually, thankfully, hurt their draft <laughs> stock by beating the Jaguars 26 21 at MetLife Stadium. Zach Wilson. I've been hard on Zach Wilson many times this mm-hmm. year. He played pretty well in this one. I say half jokingly. <laughs> for Zach Wilson standards. <laughs> he, he threw for 102 yards uh, and didn't throw a pick. So that's good. And he threw one touchdown. But he did rush for 96 yards on four carries. That's impressive. He did have the 52-yard touchdown. But, you know. Still collectively, um, he was under 200 yards total between running and Yikes. passing, which is not great for a quarterback. Yikes. But, again, grain of salt because it's the Jets. And it's Zach Wilson. And it's Zach Wilson. So, um, the player of the game for me in this one, Braxton Berrios. A lot of former Patriots legends. Yeah, you know what? You are correct. Wow, actually, yes. Um, we have, Did we talk about the Texans yet? 
No, that's coming up. Okay, good. Because speaking oh, of former oh, Panthers, oh, we're talking no. about Braxton Berrios, 104-yard kick return, help the Jets to victory on Sunday. Um, some might say Braxton Berrios is the one that got away. Hashtag Katy Perry. Um, he, I like Gunnar Olszewski a lot. I do. I like Gunnar. All pro last year, punt returner. Yeah. Braxton Berrios led the league in punt returning this year mm. and is a focal point of the Jets' offense. Mm. Now, yes, it is the Jets' offense. Right. So it's not anything to, you know, you're writing home about. But I still wish he was around with the Patriots. I wish he wasn't cut. Um, I'd rather have him over Gunner. I just think because he is a better receiver yeah. than Gunner, I would rather have him. He's good in a short, yard, like short yardage area, quick off the line of scrimmage, can get open. Something very Julian Edelman-esque. I'm right. not saying he's Julian Edelman because that's he's not. But just something like like that right. prototype. So I, I kind of miss having him around. I will say there's not much to say about the Jaguars. They're coming to Foxborough this week. Mm. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did play really well in this one, but it wasn't enough. James Robinson tore his Achilles um, in the first quarter. Brutal blow for them. However, hopefully he'll be ready to go by next season. Yeah, and Kurt, just one last Patriots point because fuck this game. We don't care. Um, as we're watching Man in the Arena, seeing us go from like Wes Welker to like Amendola and Edelman and all these guys that's like – Every time you need a third down conversion or whatever, you have it. It's like you look at our team recently, and it's like, yeah, Kendrick Bourne is kind of turning into that a little bit. Yep. Maybe Hunter Henry in the red zone. But, like, it really sucks. You know, we, we we got so used to having, like, Edelman especially, right, in recent years. Just every time we needed a play, he was there. Not having that, it's so clear what the difference is on offense, Massive. especially after Massive. this week. So, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what we're going to eventually address in the offseason. But for now, Kurt, we're continuing on to an absolutely electric uh, Giants Eagles game by electric. I mean, not electric. Eagles win thirty-four to ten. Kurt, it was three to three at halftime. This game was three to three at halftime, and it ended up thirty-four to ten. Eagles. Honestly, it's kind of crazy that it was even that close at halftime. The Eagles, I'm sure, at halftime were like, "What the fuck are we absolutely yeah, what, doing what here?" What is going on, Kurt? Jake, your boy, your your, you wanted him in this draft class. Jake Fromm started the game for the Giants and was so bad he got benched for Michael Glennon. So that's not what you want to see. People forget I told Brett LeClaire, sorry yep. Brett, that uh, Jake Fromm was taking Josh Allen's job. Yep, people forget that. <laughs> I don't know what he's taking, but uh, taking else. That's what he's taking now God because damn it. he played terrible. That but could have been my worst take in football history. I mean, Kurt, we all have them. Okay. Uh, you're talking to a guy that's made plenty of terrible, who said plenty of terrible like predictions and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. you know, whatever. But yeah, hey, the book is not the the no, story is not closed on Jake Fromm. Pretty much closed. Well, it's not closed till it's closed. It might so slam shut. <laughs> so the Giants absolutely suck. So again, like this was an expected victory for the Eagles. I will say, uh, you know, the Eagles. Jalen Hurts played well. Didn't have any turnovers. Jalen Hurts threw a touchdown to Kurt Field's favorite football player, Lane Johnson, on a trick play for the Eagles. Uh, Kurt absolutely loves Lane Johnson. <laughs> um, Eagles have won six of eight. They are charging in the playoff push. It looks like it's the Cowboys' division to lose, but the Eagles certainly are live in the playoff picture for the NFC. Kurt, there are two playoff spots left to grab mm -hmm. in the NFC, and there are six teams within two games of each other, though the last one is the Washington football team who look kind of dead, mm -hmm. so really it's kind of five. Yep. So the Eagles have as good of a chance of any as kind of getting that last spot. So they have to be happy, again, that they got the win, and then they had a better second half. No doubt. Bruno, we are going to um, we're going to move from the NFC beast mm. to the NFC South. <laughs> Accurate. 
I almost in my head. I don't, this, was, this was not one of our pick six games this week, was it? I don't think because I think it is yeah. the easiest one to pick of all yeah, time. Yeah, but I almost would have picked the Panthers. You would have yeah. to win. Yeah, because I was like, you know, they got sh- the the Buccaneers got shut out last week. They lost all those guys. I was like, I don't think they have enough firepower on offense. Yes, they have a Tom Brady, but I was like, their running game, Ronald Jones and that Vaughn guy. I'm like, I don't know about all this. Well, good thing it wasn't in the pick <laughs> six. Because Tom Brady got his guy Antonio Brown back, and uh, that was quite literally all he needed. Yeah. The Buccaneers won 32-6 to in Carolina over Cam Newton and the Panthers. Uh, yuck. Yikes. Bruno, this game clinched the Buccaneers their first NFC South championship in a century. Don't check me on that. A century. You said your stats guy, so I believe you. One century. 100 years. <laughs> 104 score. Yeah. Um <laughs> Following being shut out by the Saints last week, the Bucks did right. put up 395 yards on offense without Mike Evans, without Chris Godwin, without Leonard Fournette. Oh, yeah. Antonio Brown, 10 catches, over 100 yards receiving. He didn't get in the end zone, but he he was efficient. Yep. He, he did everything he was supposed to do. He said that in his post game. He's like, when I'm out there, I just do my, I do what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, that sounds a lot like do your job. Do your job. Do your fucking job, Bill Belichick says. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't do his job while he was here. Goddamn it, Kurt. It's true enough. <laughs> doing something else, but it's not, not doing a whole lot of something. Whole lot else. of something. Not good. Um, he was only on the Patriots for like ten days, and boy, did he leave his mark. Um, but here's what was crazy: the Buccaneers got contributions from some really, really unexpected mm-hmm. guys. Um, and if they can get that moving forward, then they're going to be a, a, a tough out going uh, into the playoffs. And people forget they're the reigning champs. So, uh, yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn, seven carries, seventy yards, and a touchdown. Ronald Jones. 20 carries, 65 yards in the touchdown. That's not that impressive in terms of yardage, but both got in the end zone. Yep. Cameron Brait scored the touchdown. Um, so just if guys like that can do something, like, there is a receiver on their team named Cyril Grayson. My boy. Three receptions on three targets for 91 yards. Like, who are you? <laughs> Cyril. Good job, though. Looking at the Panthers, though, it's just a team going nowhere yeah, fast. It's a mess. Uh, I like Matt Rule. I love what he did with the draft for Carolina. It has not paid dividends at this time. They have had some major injuries. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Buddy. There needs to be a conversation at some point about Christian McCaffrey because he can't stay healthy. He refuses. So is that someone you want to build your entire franchise around? Question might have to be asked. Mm. Anywhere, I mean, anyway, that quarterback room is a full-blown nightmare in Carolina. Cam Newton's career looks like it is going to be over after this year. I can't believe he stole $10 million from the Panthers. Yikes. And, again, we just saw the news today, right before we started recording, that Sam Darnold is officially the starter, at least for next week and probably the last couple games. Sheesh. So, it looks like Matt Rule is just being like, what changes can I make every week that make it look like I'm doing something? Uh, And whatever he's doing is not good. So, yep, Panthers are dead. Cam Newton's career is probably dead. Kurt, you know who else is? The old thing, old me is dead and gone. Oh, yeah. Dead and gone. Um, Kurt, you know who we need to start asking if they're dead and gone? Kurt, Who? Is, Who's that? Is the Chargers. Uh-oh. And Kurt, maybe not something that we thought we were going to be saying, but it's certainly something that needs to be said. Say it. Kurt, Say it. the fucking Houston Texans. You referenced this earlier. The Houston Texans. Led by? Led by Sexy Rex Burkhead. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Davis Mills and the rest. But Sexy Rex Burkhead, they kind of low-key dominate the Chargers 41-29. to 29. Kurt, I don't know if the Chargers thought coming into this game that they were going to win. Like, they were, like, cocking. They were like, oh, it's the Texans. I, You know, again, both teams had a lot of players out for COVID. I think both had double-digit players out with COVID. So that is something that needs to be said. But, like, it was very surprising. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch a ton of this game. But yeah, watching yeah. the highlights and the breakdown and, like, some of the, the stuff, yeah. stuff after, it felt like the Chargers were almost, like, a little lifeless, which is, like confusing when you considering they their playoff 
Birth is not secured. You know, they have a lot of talent on their team, but it's like they have games like this where they just don't look great. They let Sexy Rex, Sexy Rexy, Sexy, Sex Rex, as I call him, a career high, 149 yards rushing and two touchdowns. What a goddamn legend. Davis Mills, Kurt, played arguably better than Justin Herbert? Huh? 254 yards oh, passing, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Kurt, I'm just going to say it. If the Texans don't have a clear option at quarterback, Davis Mills might be playing his way into a job, at least for next year. He's been sneaky really good. Right. Um, And he was like, and going back, way back, the Patriots game. He was really good in the Patriots game, too. So, I don't know. May, maybe that was a really good use of a third-round yeah, yeah. pick or whatever. Um, It looks like, you know, that team has a whole lot of issues. Right. Like, even, even coach. Like, yeah, it's like, like yeah. they're not going to fix it all in the draft. So maybe Davis Mills is the guy for, for a now. while until yeah. you can kind of fill some of those other holes. Right. And then get a, go get your quarterback and be a good team. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. My, my only other thing I wanted to ask you, Kurt, was that Texans, again, That that's kind of the breakdown for the Texans. For the Chargers, right? Oh. So, you oh. know. You don't expect necessarily to be like, we're going to win the division. You wanted to fight for it. But the fact that the Chiefs are on top and are going to win the division, again, it's the Chiefs, right? They've won six in a row at this point for their division. It's almost like, what are the expectations for the Chargers and what should they be? Because it feels like we came into this year being like low-key, dark horse Super Bowl contender for the Chargers. And even at some points in the season, it was that. But Kurt, they're sitting here eight and seven, losing a December end of December game to the Texans. Like, what 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 are the expectations of the Chargers and like, have we overhyped them? I don't know if we overhyped them because, like, you go back three weeks ago, they smoked the Bengals. They beat them by three they touchdowns. Did beat them. I it's like about that. They no, did no, beat no. I, I, and then they beat the Steelers a couple weeks before that. It's just like they're so like they take streaky to like the ultimate level. Right. Um, they're eight and seven right now. They're second in the AFC West. I, Bruno, I don't, I don't know how I want to word this. Um, the loss to the Chiefs. In overtime, might have or could possibly derail their season. Um, yeah, that's hard to come back from. Um, and you, you know, you go two of five on fourth down. You don't win the game. There were some murmurs in the locker room that the players weren't happy. The defense wasn't happy. You had no trust in the defense. Blah right. blah. blah. Um, so there could be some issues there. So they lose that game in overtime in a game that they should have won. They would have inched closer to uh, the division. Then they probably, I don't know, it's 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 all hearsay. But maybe they go in and they, they smoke the Texans. Yeah. And they finish with the Broncos and Raiders, two division games, and they win those, and they win the division. Who yeah. knows? But now it's like the, the script has completely flipped on the Chargers. Now it's like, are they even going to make the playoffs and so on and so forth? So I don't know what's going to happen. The Bronco, now you got two division games that are no gimmies. So oh, yeah. who, who knows what happens with them? Um, they are going to be one of a couple teams down the stretch here that you got to keep your eye on. Yep. Um, Bruno, we're going to fly through this next game because I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Kurt, it's honesty hour. Lay it on me. It's honesty hour. The first time I saw this final score is when we opened this Google Doc. <laughs> because that. I did not watch this game. I did not see anything from this game. I didn't really care to. These Chicago Bears come back and they beat the Seattle Seahawks 25-24 in Seattle. Now, if I had told you that last year or something, you would have told me I was high. Yep. Well, this season they both suck. Yep. So I think the Bears are five and ten, and the Seahawks are also five and ten. <laughs> Jeez. Um, Chicago outscored Seattle eleven nothing in the fourth quarter. We got a little bit of late magic from our boy Nick Foles. Oh yeah, big Dick Nick. 
he still has some of that Super Bowl MVP talent in there, Bruno. Um, he he I I did see this one thing. I saw the Demir Bird catch the two highlight. point conversion. Yes, yes, dude. Uh, that was sir? a crazy catch, sir. Demir Bird, he was good for the Pats last year. People forget. And that boy, he's been pretty good in Chicago this year. Um, it was super snowy out in Seattle. Um, cool. I'm sure it was an awesome game to be at if you were there, even though it was two terrible, terrible teams um, playing. I just, I'm happy for Nick Foles. I'm a Nick Foles guy, except when he's playing Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But good for the Bears. Um, but again, it comes back to this question, which I feel like every year we do this podcast, we're going to talk about this. Bad teams with nowhere to go, what is the point of winning? I, well, I know the point is like you want the guys to still go out there and compete, but ultimately you're just hurting your draft stock. So it's like, it's almost not, it's almost not worth it. You want to play well, you want guys to do well, pad their stats or whatever, and then losing the final minute. Yeah, and Kurt, the only argument you would have made for at least the Bears would be for Justin Fields. It's like gaining experience and yep. like you know going into Seattle in a snowy game and whatever. And whatever, and, and winning it like he did. Again, you said it yourself. It wasn't just the fields. It was Nick Foles. And again, this win or loss for either of these teams doesn't do much. The Bears doesn't change the fact that Matt Nagy is probably getting fired still. He's gone. Doesn't change the fact that their season's been a disappointment. For the Seahawks, Russell Wilson's probably out of there this offseason anyways. Where if, did, yeah, that's going to be fun to see where It's going to be fun goes. to see. If anything, this may be made that more likely. Because, again, it's like you don't want to be losing at home to the he Bears. He looks lost. But he looks lost. Yeah, that, they're a mess, Kurt. This game is a mess. Again, doesn't mean much. And I'm with you. Again, if you're those teams and you already have terrible records, might as well keep losing and get a better draft. Mm-hmm. So, Kurt. Uh, moving on to probably the second biggest, a little preview of things to come, second biggest blowout of the day, the Chiefs in a game that both people on this podcast Shut saw up. coming and Shut picked. Up. Shut up. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to pick a spoiler. It, it spoiled on me. Kurt, well, Big Ben, is his last season has been spoiled because the Steelers stink. They uh, play <sighs> at Arrowhead. The Chiefs dismantle them 36-10. to 10. Honestly, I know this sounds funny to say, Kurt, but the, the game is probably more of a route than that score even looks it was, like. It was worse than it that. It was worse than it looked like. <laughs> Kurt, leading up to the game, the biggest thing for the Chiefs was uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were dealing with COVID stuff. Tyreek Hill managed to play. Kelsey didn't even play. And Tyreek Hill, speaking from someone who owned him on multiple fantasy teams, did nothing. So they put up 36 and dominated the Steelers with two of their best players not even really playing. On Patty trail. Mahomes just continues to you know get better, even though, again, probably the biggest thing with the Chiefs this year has been he's not playing at his like insane superhuman level. But he's playing better. He threw for three touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a touchdown, but he did have to leave the game. The injury, I think, is collarbone or something. So they're waiting to see you know how much time he'll have to miss. So I guess that's something to look for for the Chiefs. I will say their defense continues to play well. They forced three Steelers turnovers, so that's going to be good for the Chiefs moving forward. Game was 23-0 at halftime, Kurt. 36-3 in the fourth quarter before they Dude, basically just stopped trying. Just so. a fucking disgrace. Um, I liked it way better than the Chiefs for one and two. Yeah, me too. And me too. three and four or whatever they are. And then I think I think I specifically was like, they're dead. And then they haven't lost since that point. So you called the Chiefs dead, and I oh, done chained yeah. the Bengals. So, um, <laughs> Dude, great. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Here so. we are. Yep. Um... It just feels like the Chiefs are rounded into form. And what's tough, Kurt, is that like every other contender for the one seed, like it was the Ravens, they now, they're now dead. The Patriots for a hot minute, and eh, not so much. The dead. Colts had too bad of a start to dead. start the season. The Bills went through their slump, even though they're playing better. So it's like every other contender, you know, maybe the Titans. Yeah, you I was could argue. Say, I can they catch them? Even I don't even know. I think the Titans. I want to say are ten and five, and the Chiefs might be. Yes, 11 and Titans four. are ten. The Titans. <laughs> 
I'm tired. The Chiefs are 11 and four. Titans 10 right. and five. So, so theoretically, theoretically, would that, how crazy would that be without Derrick Henry for like 80 percent of the season? They like that would be crazy. So we're rooting for that for sure. But it just kind of feels almost like inevitable that the Chiefs are just going to get the one seed. Yep. And Kurt, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. This is true. Um, I'm looking at the uh, the standings. Yep. Thank you. The <laughs> uh, playoff standings, yep. uh, seedings. If the uh, we'd play the Bengals right now, if we were if we if the I, season ended today, we didn't we beat them or no? Did we, we play? didn't play the Bengals? Um, I would actually. I just told you they were really good, but I'd rather play them than the Bills again because the most um, there was some company or whatever did like a probability thing, and the most probable matchup for the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs is the Bills in Buffalo. I want no part of that. I don't want no part, part of that. that. So anyway, well, Kurt, I- I've heard other people say this, so this isn't me coming up with this, but I thought I should repeat it before we even get to that nightmare scenario. Have you seen the nightmare scenario where we could head into the last week of the season in a game against the Dolphins, and the winner makes the playoffs, and the loser doesn't? Yep. <laughs> so we're Titans fans this week because the Titans are playing the Dolphins. Just go so. beat the Jaguars this week, New England. If you beat true. the Jaguars, you should be fine. That's true. But Kurt, you I know. know, I know. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Bruno, let's finish up here. Um, we have a couple more games yep. to go over quickly. Um, Broncos at the Raiders. This one was actually sneaky big as well because both of these teams were on the outside looking in oh, yeah. at the at the postseason. They still are on the outside looking in, but the winner of this game would help further cement themselves as an actual contender going forward here. A contender for a wild card, I mean, not an actual contender. Um, so with the Raiders, down by six points in the half for mm-hmm. our boy Josh Jacobs, the man is a tank. He went to the coaching staff and he was like, guys, I fumbled in the first half. I fucked up. Give me the ball. I'll make up for it. They gave him the rock, Bruno. He knew what to do with it. He mm. finished with... 57 yards on seven attempts on the opening drive of the second half. Overall, he had 129 yards. Raiders rally. They get the win. Uh, 17-13 to help their postseason chances. I will say, unless the Broncos win their next two games, I don't think they have any prayer at all. I think they have like 3% chances right now to get into the playoffs. Um, This obviously severely damaged their chances of getting in. what is your takeaway, Bruno, for these two teams? Do you feel like they are close to like contending? I don't know if the AFC, like they're in the tough division, the AFC West. Do you feel like they're they're either of these two teams are in a, on a trajectory where they could be relevant, like by next season ish, somewhere around there? So Broncos, no, and that's because a their record this year was helped by playing a ton of bad teams early bad. and they started three and zero or like five and two and it was all bad teams and i mean their quarterback situation is either teddy bridgewater who you know nice guy but it's not getting it done or drew lock who sucks right so broncos no raiders low-key kind of yes i mean i know we all like to shit on Derek Carr, but like he's played like pretty solidly yeah. and like they have good pieces it's just their drafting's been so bad right um and obviously gruden's gone i think mike mayock mike probably. mayock but the, the thing with him, and I, we, this is, again, this is what everybody said at the time, and I agree with, he just drafted all, like, Alabama and Clemson players, yeah. which, like, that's, like, what we would do if we were drafting. Correct. Which, like, you know, it, you can't say there's no validity in Hunter that. Hunter Renfro but, was a good pick. Right. Uh, Henry know. Ruggs was not. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I will say, like you said, maybe a little more scouting of not just the college football playoff teams would be helpful for Weird. the Raiders. Weird. But, you know, the Raiders, I would say, have a better chance. But, Kurt, coming back to this season, to your point you made before that point, so the Bengals are the three seed right now at nine and six. Kurt, from them down, 
them and 10 other teams are all within two games of each other. Holy There's a shit. 11 teams that are either 9 and 6, 8 and 7, or 7 and 8. And then the Steelers are 7, 7 and 1. Shout out their tie against the Lions. Um, but that's kind of crazy, no? Like, two that's games. Insane. With two games left to play, there's 11 teams within two games. So, like, anything can happen. And, again, like, this kind of makes me nervous. Anything Luckily, the Patriots are one of four 9 and 6 teams, right? So, thank God we're at 9 and 6 and not worse than that because that would be looking dicey. But, yeah, Kurt, it is kind of bananas in the AFC. The NFC is a lot more defined. The AFC is a little crazy. But, yeah, no uh, Kurt, speaking of some shape-taking form, some definitions in the NFC, the Cowboys Washington football team. My God, I said it two games ago that the Steelers Chiefs was the second biggest blow of the week. That's because the Kurt, say it with me. The Cowboys beat the Washington football team. I'm not saying it. 56 to 14. Holy shit, Kurt. Was this a shit pumping? Kurt, when we say shit pumping, and we say the decent amount, right? Because it's fun to say. It is this word. is the game you should think of because, my fucking God. Thank God Cowboys. we both took the Cowboys in this game. Yeah. Like, literally. We say that sometimes, like, mocking the person. Yeah. Like, thank God we yeah. both took the Cowboys. Dude, they cow- you know what we were saying on the pick six? How we were like, oh, Dak is, like, working with his receivers. They're trying to get their offense back on track. But we did All say we stuff. thought it would happen. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying and we, we were like, oh, yeah, maybe they'll look better. I, I don't think we thought they were going to look this good, Kurt, because no. holy shit. I, there's not, like, a ton to break down from the game it's just kind of funny like the cowboys were up 21 nothing after the first quarter they were up 42 to 7 at halftime Dak threw for four touchdowns demarcus lawrence had a pick six they blocked a punt and returned that for a touchdown literally everything went right for the foot for the cowboys i mean cooper rush came into the game late the cooper rush came into the game late for the cowboys so again the washington football team they're six and nine they're they theoretically numbers statistics wise could still make the playoffs but they're basically eliminated even though it's not mathematically eliminated the cowboys are playing well and again we were talking about the packers kind of slipping as of late i think the packers still have a better record than the cowboys but the cowboys at least if this game is any indication are rounding into form kurt i'm Almost positive this week, the Cowboys are playing the Cardinals. Yeah. If they have some sort of convincing win, not at this level because it's hard to do that, but like any sort of convincing win against the Cardinals, all of a sudden, if we're talking about contenders in the NFC, we're going to have to be saying the Cowboys. There's a chance the Cowboys could end up being the one seed, which is crazy. Um, I also preview for a pick six. I'm sure we'll pick that game. I'm taking the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. Me too. Um, <laughs> so, Kurt, literally punch me in the face if I try to say the Cardinals. All right. I'll do it. I'll punch you through the screen. Okay. I might just end the, I'll end the live. Okay? Uh, Soldier Boy, kiss me through the phone. Six, seven, eight, seven, seven nine, nine, eight, two, one, two. Um, <laughs> I, we have to finish with this God, we, we, we do this when we're together. We talk. I know we do talk. Forty-six about. minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. So, <laughs> so let's get right through this Dolphins Saints game because yep. there was nothing to talk about. Dolphins did win their uh, seventh straight game. Yep. To move to eight and seven and in seventh place. Crazy. In the AFC playoff seating, um, the Dolphins intercepted Ian Book. Yikes. That's who played quarterback for this for the Saints this week. Should have been the Blake Saints, Bortles. The Saints. I agree. Should have been Blake Bortles. The, he was. He was there. Yeah. Um, they did. The Saints did call Drew Brees and Philip Rivers. Both of them said no. So Drew Brees is like, I'm golfing. He's I'm going. Um, so Ian Book <laughs> went out there and he played and he played bad. Yeah. Two interceptions and he was sacked eight <laughs> times. <Holy> shit, <laughs> I, dude, you like lose your will to do, want to do anything when you were getting hit like that and like they weren't like he was getting like lightly pushed to yeah, the yeah, ground. Yeah. He was getting mollywhopped. <laughs> yeah. Um, so good for him for standing back there and taking the absolute beating. Mm. Um, but in this, this game wasn't close. 20 to 3 was the final. Jalen Waddle. That boy is going to be a problem in the AFC East for 
maybe a decade yep. because in this game, what do you have? He had 10 receptions, 92 yards, and a touchdown coming back from COVID. Um, obviously, I know the Saints were shorthanded, but like, it's just so weird to me. Like the Saints, the Saints that beat the Buccaneers last week, nine to nothing, I know. Like, what and now fuck? lose to the Dolphins, 23. Are the Dolphins good? Are they, are they good? I feel like they might be good. Kurt, they're the only team ever to lose seven in a row and win seven in a row in the same season. I, we sh- I cannot. I will say, if you look at their seven-game win streak, they're playing a bunch of bad teams, and then it's like the Saints without their, you know, bunch of their players and stuff. So their winning streak hasn't been the most impressive I've ever seen. But again, you win seven in a row, you win seven in a row. So That's facts. Know. That's straight facts, homie. Bruno, we made it. We fucking made it. We made it to the end. In okay. a short, tidy 25 minutes, we made it to the <sighs> Patriots talk. Oh, God. We went from like having some quick recaps to some longer recaps yeah. to saying, no, we're just being quick to saying, no, fuck it. They're all long. They're all long. <laughs> oh, God. Whatever. Hope you all yeah. enjoyed. Yep. All right, Bruno. I need the CBS music cue. Come on. Come on. Come on. Now. Now. It was over. Okay. <laughs> so, Bruno, let's um, talk about that. Kurt, you seem really eager. Is there – Kurt. I'm eager to put this in the rearview mirror. Okay. Fair. Um, because – ow. <sighs> I um, – during this game, Bruno, I was watching with my cousins as the people who watch the pick six know. Mm-hmm. Um, I drank a lot. <laughs> you uh, needed to. <laughs> uh, and then I, you know, <laughs> had – Two Celsius, like the energy drinks, Celsii, I guess I can plural. Ooh, a little Celsius. Um, uh, so I was quite literally bouncing off the walls. <laughs> God, I wish I was there. My cousin had some friends over, and they like just really just wouldn't stop staring at me because I was I was going bananas. Yeah, you uh, in a game that was for the division, pretty much against a rival. I was just, I was like pleading and begging with the tv like i was like oh i i don't know how i want to start this i think i want to start big picture before we get into the nitty-gritty of the game so the patriots lose back-to-back games they lost to the colts they lost to the bills i am going to ask you one simple question and one simple question only i'm ready are the patriots frauds i i it's hard to say no at this point because, Kurt, I didn't want to hear this talk, but there was conversation to be had in our win streak. I think it was six in a row that we won. There was conversation to be had. The same thing that I just said about the Dolphins. Yep. You could pretty much yep. say similar things for the Patriots yep. in those games. The difference is we looked better than the Dolphins have looked. Yes. Like we were blowing teams out and like we were scoring more and all three phases were playing well. But like, you know, we maybe reached a point where we were like, and by we, I mean me. We're like, we're going to win the Super Bowl. It's guaranteed. Before we really proved it in any meaningful games. You, I think what coming into this week, big picture, still talking big picture. Oh, yeah, big picture. We were like, okay, we got punched in the mouth by the Colts. That was the first, like, you know, real good team we had played in a while. Let's see how we do in a must-win game against another good team for the division. And if we had, like, convincingly beat the Bills or even just beat the Bills, you and I both would have been like, okay, like, we, we took that adversity and ran with it. Kurt, spoiler alert, we did not do that. Yes, the final score, Buffalo 33, New England 21. And it should have been, like, we should have lost by more than 12. We'll get into it, but we should have lost by more than 12. 
We should have lost by more than 12, but then at the same time, we should have won the game. Also, th- both are true. So you tell me how that game <laughs> Both went. are true. So, again, sticking big picture here, the Patriots are most likely not winning the division. Right. It would take at this point. Who do the Bills have? I know we have Jags, Dolphins. Do you know who they have? Falcons, Jets. Yikes. So uh, Buffalo's not losing again unless Yikes. somehow the seven-win Falcons knock them people, off. People forget. People forget. <laughs> we know what. Cordell Patterson's awaiting his whole career. My for this. boy. <laughs> Corduroy. Corduroy. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy, Corduroy. My boy, Corduroy. Um, so, I mean, I yes. think Buffalo has all but locked up the division. So yes. The Patriots will be a wild card. Right now, they are the sixth seed. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. If they win both games, uh, they might be five, potentially. It would sense. need We would need the Colts to lose again. So, right now... All of these teams are nine and six. The Bengals, the Bills, the Colts, and us. That's three, four, five, and six. Bengals are in the division, so they win the division. Oh, right, right, yeah, sorry. So it would just be the teams above us, assuming the Bills win. Yep. So they would just be the Colts above us. So the highest we could go without winning the division is five. And they're nine and six. They are nine and six, but they beat us, so they, we so they need to the, finish a have... game better than them. Yes. So Did we already talked about who the Colts have. Let me click on the Raiders. Oh, the Memorial game. Yep, in Memoriam. So they play Raiders and then at, at the Jaguars. God damn it, the fucking Jaguars. So it looks like we're going to be the sixth seed. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and we'll play number three. Which right now, well, it could be, again, speaking of fun little things here, could be the Bengals, could be the Bills. <laughs> I need the Bengals to win out. Who do they have? The Bengals have. I know who the Bills have. The Bengals, it's loading. They have the Chiefs this week. <laughs> And the Browns to finish the season. Oh, no. <laughs> so go- things are looking delightful for the Patriots. <laughs> We're going to play the Bills. But, Kurt, I know this is – I know again, I know it was weird. We did just win at Buffalo. We did, like, three weeks ago. With 400-mile-an-hour wins. I'm just saying, Kurt, we just – you. Do you know what the weather's going to be for that potential playoff game? I don't. No. A game in <laughs> bu- a fucking January game in Buffalo wouldn't be tropical. I'll That's tell you that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, well, maybe I'll, maybe I hope we lose a game and we get the seven seed and then we go to Tennessee. Actually, no, I don't want to do that either. Um, Bruno, gun to your head. More big picture stuff here. Did the Patriots win a playoff game? Oh, God damn it. I was hoping you were going to ask me to make the playoffs because that's a convincing yes. I think we for sure make well, the Well, we still have 95% chance. So that's too, that's right. still. So win a playoff do game? Do they win a playoff game? Do they go on the road and win a playoff game? They've been, they're six and one on the road this year. I think. I mean, okay, so it, it's tough because I would like to do this before the playoffs started, but after these last two games, because I need to see, like, we've lost two in a row, big picture, lost two in a row, got punched in the mouth, can we rally and have two good games at one against the Jaguars to win the year? Like, what's going to happen in the Dolphins game? Who knows? Without those two games, I think we can, but is it, like, will I, do I feel confident right now saying we will? No, because, again, it would be either against the Bills or the Bengals. Do I think we're capable of beating the Bills? Yes, but not based off how we played against them literally two weeks ago. Do I think we're capable of beating the Bengals? We could, but then we just saw them put up 4,000 yards and points last game. So it's like those are the two teams we're most likely to play. I don't feel super confident in those odds. I just don't want to play um, the Bills. I just don't want to see them again. But don't is it just me or don't you think we have a higher chance of beating the Bills than the Bengals? Nope. Because, like, I'd rather play the Bengals. I think Bill Belichick can trick Joe Burrow into making a mistake or two. Maybe. This week proved to me Josh Allen is, like, really fucking good. 
He Josh is, Allen played like a superstar this week. But here's what I'll say, Kurt. If we played the Bills 10, 10 times, I don't know if I'm confident sitting here saying Josh Allen would do that all 10 times. I don't think he would do it all 10 times. But the fact that he showed the ability he can do it against Bill Belichick might have just true. opened a can of worms. Because but I feel like part of the whole thing against going against Bill Belichick is that stigma. Like, I'm going against Bill Belichick. He's going to have something new for me. He's going to do. He's going to change things in game. Um, I didn't see any of that this week. But Josh Allen just looked way too comfortable the whole game. So it yeah. scared me. But, Kurt, here's what I'll say, right? Say it. We did not have – the game tape of the Bills before this last game was the the, the rush game where we did nothing and right. ran the ball the whole time, right? I, you know what we always say about Belichick? You give him game tape, he's going to come up with something to plan. Yes, I agree that this game we didn't do anything. But given that he can see how it looked like this game and have that to prepare for the playoffs, theoretically you think we'd be able to come up with something to stop them? And again, it's like, yes, they were out Cole Beasley. But like you can still prepare the same way because we just talked about how McKenzie did the same thing that Beasley would have done. So it's like you're still preparing for the same thing. It's just a different player, if that makes sense. But it's like, my I guess my point is, you would have this game tape to use for preparation. And even though we should have lost by more than 12, you can also say we should have won this game. So it's like, yeah, I, um, that's why I, I think there's, I just think there's a higher chance we can beat the bills and the Bengals. I don't, we, I, I, I think don't we're know. on different, different pages about I think that. We but. Are. I think we are, but I mean, a lot remains to be seen here. Um, so Patriots Super Bowl confirmed. After all of that brain confusing well, talk we just said, Patriots to the Super Bowl confirmed. Well, that was my that's my biggest takeaway here. It's like just how quickly things shift in the NFL. Well, also that, yeah. My last big picture thing before we get in some of the nitty gritty. Um, two weeks ago, people were on first take or get up or NFL the um, Today? Good Morning Football, oh. um, saying that. The Patriots are the best team in the AFC, and Mac Jones is the best rookie quarterback of all time, and he might be better than Patrick Mahomes this year. And all, all these things are, are dead ass what people were saying. People were saying those. And now, all of a sudden, you lose two games in a row, and you're still going to make the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, and the takes are Bill Belichick will never win a Super Bowl again. <laughs> Mac Jones has hit his wall, his ceiling for his NFL career. It's over. Uh, and that the Patriots stink again. People love their takes. I, and I know I'm one of these people, and I'm very passionate. And I, when when it's bad, it's bad. And when it's good, it's great. Um, but like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Yeah. Because overall, when the season started, I went back and I listened to our, my prediction for the Patriots. My prediction was they would finish eleven and six. They're probably going to finish. 11 and 6 or right around there. Right. If you had told me that at the beginning of the season, before the season started, Mac Jones will play fine, the Patriots will go 11 and 6 and they'll make the playoffs. I would have signed up in immediately in Sharpie, literally, and been content with it. You know, I'll take that a step further. I almost might might have been like I might not even believe that. You know what I mean? It's like because we, we didn't know. Like we had no because idea. Because this team was yeah, so bad last yeah. year. And that he got seven wins with Cam Newton on that and that disgrace of an NFL roster last year. Um, just the rebuild happened so fast. Like again, this wasn't supposed to be a one year thing. It was supposed to be a, a two year process, right. a three year process. They did it in a year. They're back in the playoffs in a year. Um, not yeah, gonna win. Yeah, 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 thank you. Um, so it's just it's just um, it's just interesting how how people talk right. and how things change. Um, do you want to talk? Do you want to get into some of this? Yeah. Okay. 
Let's start with the quarterback comparison. Um, Josh Allen was 30 of 47 for 314 yards and three touchdowns in this game. He was also incredibly efficient with his legs. 12 carries, 64 yards. Okay. Uh, Mac Jones, not good. 14 of 32 for 145 yards and two interceptions. So it was like his first half in Indianapolis, but with no good part after. Um, I don't know about you, and I want to get a little X's and O's here for a second, and it's not really X's and O's. Yeah. It's just a, it's just me explaining something I don't like from Mac Jones. Um, he has had happy feet in the pocket the last two weeks. And so it's like while there is some pressure around him, it's not like a, it's not like a ton of pressure. Like I know I was spoiled because we got to watch Tom Brady here for 20 years, and True. there's shit at Tom Brady's feet. For whatever reason, the man can like completely avoid it and just – he would stay flat foot and he would be he would be fine. Right. Mac Jones has happy feet. He doesn't get his feet set when he throws the ball. And it has it has gotten him in trouble a couple times. It happened in the pick for uh in the game last week in Indianapolis that got uh to the to Brandon Bolden in the flat. Yep. It happened a couple times. He missed Hunter Henry, who was wide open twice this week because his feet were um like not set. They were hurried. Um he was in the pocket, but he had a little pressure, blah blah blah. It's just I know he's a rookie, so it's all shit he will learn. But the last two weeks have not been overly impressive for Mac Jones. Yeah, and I think this goes back to the big picture point that you made. That, again, it's hard as a Patriots fan. You obviously want to tune out the national news being like he's the best rookie quarterback of all time. But it's hard to completely like have that in your unbiased opinion. So, safe to say, again, he was doing a lot of good. And we may have gotten a little too swallowed up in the hype around him and like how he'd been playing and all that stuff. I don't give a fuck. It was fun, Kurt. I had a great time. I ate up all those headlines, whatever. But, like, you you said it best, right? You have to come back to what we expected from the start of the season. And, like, we it it's safe to say that games like this where it's like he was, you know, doing classic rookie quarterback things like not getting your feet set, not going through your progressions well, being predictable with, like, where he's looking on the field, stuff like that. That's, like, what rookie quarterbacks do. Yep. And so, like, again, it was foolish, and not saying we did this, but it would have been foolish for us to be, like, we don't want to see that at all from Mac Jones this year. It's his first year in the yeah. NFL, right? So it's, like... You know, again, uh, shout out super producer Henry Hank Lockwood on part of my take. He made this exact point. Josh Allen, again, obviously you were comparing the quarterbacks who played, but like he's in his, is this his third or fourth year? He, he's at uh, least in his fourth, I want to say. Fourth year, I think. Fourth year, right. He was not doing this when he was a rookie, right? When he was a rookie, he, he had a rocket arm. You know, yep. he could run, but mm -hmm. it was like he, there was lots of mistakes happening there for him, right? Yeah, so, making tons of mistakes. Right. So for Josh, I'm sorry, for um, Mac Jones, again, I completely agree with you. He's doing a lot that, like, he'll need to work on this offseason. He'll need to work on the last two games. If we want to do anything in the playoffs, we'll have to work on it. And I'm sure he'll work on it this offseason. But it's like, again, I just keep coming back to the point that, like, you know, for the most part, he's played pretty fucking well for a rookie quarterback. And, again, I think your point is what I keep coming back to. No matter how nitty gritty we get, we're still ahead of schedule. We uh, correct. And again, that's that's kind of an overarching right. take again. But um, wait, oh sorry, I had another question I want to ask. Yes, coming yeah, back yeah. to the nitty gritty, do you think what you're seeing from Mac Jones with the feet and all this sort of stuff is that? I know, I know he's going to have to work on those. Is that stuff we can overcome in both last two games and playoff? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you think this is stuff we can fix in this last yes. two regular season games and one or more playoff games? Uh, I mean, it's not going to be perfect, but it can be It can be worked on. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, there were some games, like the Bucks game, where he was getting pressured, like, up the wazoo, but he was way more relaxed in the pocket. Okay. Um, and so, sometimes you just get sped up. Um, right. 
So I don't think it's a, I think it's not like a, a deal breaker for Mac Jones or anything. Um, but I mean, something will have to be done um, going forward, and I think he'll do it. So talking about being ahead of schedule, the Bills went six and ten with a rookie quarterback, Josh Allen. The Patriots will likely go eleven and six with Mac Jones. The Patriots are fine moving forward. Right. Like, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Mac Jones is going to be Josh Allen because Josh Allen has really Coming taken off own, yeah. um, the last couple of years, but. Um, it's it's just I don't think there's any need to panic yet. I know I, my Twitter might say otherwise. I called them frauds. <laughs> I, was very, I was very mad at them. Very mad. At well, them. you too, Celsi, too Celsi, Celsi, too Celsi. Too Celsi. Yeah. Um, Bruno, let's. Yeah. Sorry, keep getting distracted. Keep no. going. Keep going. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Fucking goddamn it. Yeah. If you asked me who that was before the game, I would have told you I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, he was playing in the slot this week for Buffalo over Cole Beasley, who was out. He's unvaccinated. He got COVID. Isaiah McKenzie's stat line is one I don't like to read. 11 receptions for 125 yards and a touchdown. Miles Bryant was toasted all day. He was burnt crisp. toast. Yep, He was very crispy, extra crispy. Now, some of it, some of that, um, I blame on Bill Belichick and the coaching staff. Uh, there was like a big third down in the fourth quarter that they converted out of a, a bunch formation where McKenzie was the inside guy and ran this quick little speed out. And you're talking about being out leveraged in football. Miles Bryant had to run through two people to get to him. It was like no one in football can cover that. It was just, right. but it was poor coaching. Like, why was it still man to man when there? Why didn't you? It's called like a box or a triangle. Why didn't you do that? And it just stupid shit like that bothered me. And what oh, yeah. I felt like, and again, I don't know. I'm. I'm not Bill Belichick. I'm not here to tell Bill Belichick what to do. He's obviously the best coach of all time. But there were no adjustments made, I felt like. It was this – nothing changed all game. We didn't blitz him. Right. We didn't – we stayed in man in weird situations. Like, I'm like, Miles Bryant is still covering Isaiah McKenzie. I'm like, if it's not working, why are we sticking with it? Like, wouldn't we try something else? I don't you know. Think. Did that did that surprise you at all? You know, it's – because you know what we always say? The hallmark of Patriots teams is – Shit's not working the first half, which is fine. We'll go into halftime. We'll regroup. We'll talk it over, think it out, make adjustments, and we'll play better in the second half. Or, like you said, even from series to series, we'll huddle up on defense after the drive. We'll see them on the bench talking. We'll come out and make some changes and play better. Kurt, I felt the exact same thing as you. From the start of the game to the end of the game, there was these things that you and I, I'm sure, were both screaming at the TV, being like, what the fuck? Why is this not changing? Or what are we doing? And it did not feel like that was really changing. And Kurt... If we're going to be honest, that's not even the first time this year I've kind of felt like that. I know. I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. Um, on a positive note, okay. Damian Harris. Beast. Wow. Holy shit. He's Happy dead. to have him back. Yes. Um, and when this offense does have Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson together, they are going to be very, very tough to beat. Um, so he, Harris had 18 carries, 103 yards, three touchdowns, and he was running hard all night. Oh, yeah. He, you didn't want to tackle him. Nope. Bruno, I want to go through a sequence here. Se- sequence me? A sequence, sequence you. So uh, with a minute 45 to go in the first half, Stephon Diggs, 12-yard touchdown on third and 10 uh, over J.C. Jackson, made it 17-7 Buffalo. Patriots still had timeouts, and they were trying to go down the field to get it to a one-score game for half. They're doing that. They're, they're in the process of doing that. Um, and Mac Jones scrambles to the Bills' sideline and gets hit out of bounds. Referees throw a flag for very clearly uh, hitting Mac Jones, tackling Mac Jones, pulling him to the ground out of bounds. The refs decide to pick the flag up. So 
the Patriots go from having a 15-yard penalty assessed on Buffalo to move them into Buffalo territory to then Trent Brown gets an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty after the refs picked up. Like, Trent Brown, like, was – yeah, I guess he pointed at a Buffalo defender and he was, like, shaking his head, yeah, like, he was, like, let's clapping, go, like, yeah. let's go. Uh, so it was a 30-yard swing. Literally just horse shit. I like, was furious. Like, the again, the Patriots didn't lose this game because the officiating, but that was – that 30-yard swing is one of the worst in Patriots memory. Like, yeah. You went from having a chance to get into a one-score game before the half, which you kind of needed to do because uh, Buffalo was getting the ball to start the second half. And the, the refs took it away from you. And you know what I thought was uh, something that is important to bring up that they said on the announcement – or uh, the announce, sorry, the announcers were saying this that I agreed with. If you looked at the hit, wasn't dirty or malicious. I didn't think, right? And I don't think many people were saying it was. Was it still tackling and whatever him out of bounds? Yes, so it should have been a penalty, right? It almost felt like the refs that and there I'm feeling Kurt, you maybe you have this down. There was almost another time where they did this. They were like assessing intent instead yep. of like the actual occurrence, uh, like what actually happened. Yep. And that kind of pissed me off because it's like, well, he tackled him out of bounds. I don't care that he it wasn't dirty or like, you know, he tried to help him up. He's still tackling him out of bounds. Why are you picking that up? You it's not based off what you thought the intent was. Like a foul a penalty is a penalty. Right. And, and this happened in Buffalo. Remember right. we ta- we like tackled Josh Allen while he was trying to get a first down. He was still in bounds and it was a penalty. Right. Like the NFL man, you just you can't like you can't have one thing be a penalty and then another thing not be. So yeah. just the the whole officiating thing, like the NFL and the officiating in the NFL is broken at the moment. Um, I do want to talk about a couple more things. Nikhil Harry, he fooled us again. I was clamoring. I was like, get Nikhil Harry more involved. Like he had that huge catch in Indianapolis last week. I'm like, let's just see if he can do something else. He had a big third down conversion in this game pretty early on, and then all of a sudden. He had a nice little drop, uh, a big drop. It would have been like an 18-yard completion. Uh, it clearly just dropped it. And then the next series, or the next play, rather, the next play, they came back and they ran play action, a fake to the left, to the right, came back, tried to throw the backside slant to Nikhil Harry. Well, the ball got deflected by Matt Milano. Great play by Matt Milano. Uh, and then the ball got intercepted. But then I saw this tweet during the game. Nikhil Harry has been targeted 98 times in his career. 46 of those targets, 47%, have resulted in a pick, an incompletion, or a fumble. Oh, my Jesus Christ. Stop throwing the ball in the kill here. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> bad things happened. So that Damn. was bad. Ended up being Mac, Mac, one of Mac Jones' pick. Mac Jones' second pick, which was at the end of the game, like a throw right, up yeah, a Hail Mary. It didn't matter. But... Nikhil Harry wasn't good in this game. Jacoby Myers was the only, like, solid receiver. And Kendrick Bourne, who got COVID earlier in the week, yep. came back and played, but he only played, like, 30 snaps on offense, probably because he wasn't in the plan. Right. Um, and the Patriots, it was too late in the week to change the plan. I get it. It is what it is. But you would like to see your best receiver right. out there um, in a must-win game. Yeah. Bruno, mm. we have paid $87 million to our tight ends. Maybe we should use them. Where are they at, though? <laughs> Where are they at, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Hunter Henry's been great in the red zone. Right. But again, I said this in the pick six. Why don't we use him between the 20s? Yes. Also, John it makes is, no sense. And then jo- Josh McDaniels get, got called out after the game. He was like, why do you not use Jonu Smith? And he's like, I, I, he's like, I have done a bad job using Jonu Smith. Yes, Josh, you have done a bad job. <laughs> Because bad Josh, bad, bad Josh, bad boy. Because he's not involved, and he he yeah. should be in some yeah. capacity. John Smith yes. is too good yes. of an NFL player. He was too good with the Tennessee Titans. Yes, the Patriots can make it work. Yes, make it work. 
A um, couple more things yep. before we, we wrap this up. Yep. Josh Allen. What, what was interesting about this game with Josh Allen is Josh Allen is known for his electric arm and his big playability. Loves to throw the ball deep. Josh Allen took what the Patriots gave him, and he was content with it. Yeah. Kyle Van Noy had a, a good quote um, that the Bills did a great job today taking, quote, a few extra checkdowns. The Patriots dared the Bills to be patient, and they uh, – the Bills – Sorry. The Patriots dared the Bills to be patient, it seemed, but they couldn't limit those short throws to short gains. Allen took what was there and constantly stayed on schedule. So he didn't force the ball on the field and make it in the third and long. He took the five-yard completion to make it third and five right. and ended up paying huge, huge dividends for Buffalo. Um, the Patriots consistently, the entire game, they rushed four guys. They dropped seven into coverage. So... Evan Lazar, he works for uh, he's a Patriots beat writer. He had this stat. He said, might not be a popular take right now, but pressuring Josh Allen yesterday was not the issue for the Patriots defense. The Patriots had a pressure rate of forty point eight percent. Kyle Van Noy had seven quarterback pressures. Christian Barmore had six. Damn. Allen was just elite under pressure and always found a way out of the pocket. Mm. Um, so Allen was super impressive. Like that I told you this. Allen right. was, in my eyes, a superstar in this game. Um on the flippity flop, Mac Jones in against man coverage, and I don't know. I'll ask you if this is more on Mac Jones or more on the receivers. Mac Jones throwing against man coverage versus the Bills, two of ten for twenty-seven yards and an interception with a zero quarterback rating. <laughs> yes, his shit. rating was zero. He had a reception for to Jacoby Myers, twenty-one yards and a gain of six to Brandon Bolden. Yikes! Is that because our receivers can't get open against man coverage, or because the Bills were like? You're not going to run the ball. We're going to blitz you mercilessly every single play and make you try to throw the ball one-on-one -on -one anywhere on the field. Is that more on the receivers or Mac Jones? I I want to say the receivers because, to me, the story of the Patriots season for a whole has been Mac Jones being accurate and Mac Jones being able to find the people when they're open and stuff. And it does kind of feel like recently we're struggling in the pass game, like overall. And yes, it's not just the receivers, right? But it, it does feel like maybe I'm also influenced by last year when it was like our receiver. I don't know what the rates were, but it feels like last year our receivers got open at literally historically low levels yes. of, yes. of whatever. Yes. It almost feels like this year similar stuff is happening. But it is also hard to tell. It's like, is Mac Jones – like, you sent me that tweet of uh, – who was it wide open uh, the last game yes, against the Colts? Yes, Harry. Was it Harry? Yeah. So, it's like, are is it plays like that where, like, the person who Mac Jones targets is not open? Or, yeah. you know, is he not finding them? I don't know. My gut says receivers. What does your gut say? My gut says receivers as well. But it, I think it is coupled with Mac Jones. He's having a little bit of issues the last right. couple of weeks. Uh, Evan Lazar, that same guy, wrote an article and said, the Patriots were tending towards a top 10 passing game. And Mac Jones is one of the NFL's most accurate quarterbacks. Right. Then a windstorm in Buffalo and the bye week happened. What is wrong with the Patriots passing attack and is it fixable? Um, pretty good article. Um, basically, it said, yes, it is fixable. Let's get back to more of what they were oh. doing earlier in the season. Like blah, 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 blah. So you're right. They were the offense was trending in a good direction. They have played a little bit tougher defenses the last two weeks and it hasn't been great. So, again, we will see what happens. But again, Mac Jones is a rookie. Like this is all right. a good learning experience for him. Bruno, one, I have three more things I want to talk about very quickly, then we're done. I told you in that stat that the Patriots got pressure on Josh Allen. Matt Judon hasn't done shit in two weeks. Yeah. Matt Judon has managed just one quarterback pressure in each of the last two Patriots games. No sacks, no QB hits, no tackle for loss. Yeah. Mac, I mean, Matt Judon, we were talking about him being the Patriots MVP. Like, he makes the defense go. Yep. 
hasn't done much lately. So hopefully these next two weeks, he, Jaguars have a shitty line. Dolphins have a shitty line. We need a feast. Try to get back to like winning your one-on-ones. Um, so that, that'll that be big for the Patriots. And Matt Judon can get going a little bit here because he, he was a huge part of their defense. <sighs> I've been waiting to talk about this. I, so I have something I want to bring up, and I don't know if it's this. So I'm, I'm going to let you go because I'm curious what you're going to say. I talked about this earlier, how the Patriots should have lost this game by 20 points. And yet at the same time, they could have won it. That's what I want to talk about. Yep. They could have won it with seven minutes to go in the game. God fucking damn it. When the biggest part of Kurt died. Literally. If you saw, if you follow Kurt on Instagram, you know. Josh Allen made one mistake all game. He threw the ball directly to <laughs> J.C. Jackson, who literally... Mr. INT, he catches everything. Yeah. For some reason, he decided he didn't want to catch this one. The ball went through his hands, couldn't complete it. It would have set the Patriots up on like the 25-yard line of Buffalo. If it wasn't a pick six, which like he maybe could have been. I think Josh Allen would have caught him because Josh oh, Allen's true. that guy. That's but it, it could have been a pick six. Yeah. Um, We were down five, I think, at that point. It was 26-21. It was 26-21 yeah. with 7.35 right. to go in the game. So who knows? But like, I I trust the Patriots deep, uh, Patriots offense to do something there, right? Um, instead, instead, uh, the pick the non pick happen doesn't right. happen. Uh, they go right down the field to score a touchdown, right? That, I mean, they literally just took the will the game. Yeah. Um, so that was the game. Yeah. That was the game. And um, my last thing that I want to talk about, Jake Bailey has been incredibly average this year as a punter, mm-hmm. and I. That might be weird that I pick up on that, but I think because he punted so much last year, I was like, wow, Jake Bailey's the best player on the team. <laughs> um, he's just been, he's like ranked very mediocre this yeah. year in terms of punting. Um, and this is a ridiculous stat because it's a Bill Belichick coach team. The Patriots are currently on track to have negative special teams DVOA for the first time since 1994. That just means like efficiency, yep. rather. So are they efficient on special teams? negative efficiency in special teams for a Bill Belichick coach team with arguably the best kicker in the NFL. So that just shows your, your punting has been terrible and your that we've been, we like we talked about last special week, three blocked punts, your punt, your kick returns has been bad. Your punt returns been bad. Everything's been pretty bad special teams wise. So that's very strange for a Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick coach team. Yeah. And Kurt, it's been a strange year full of stats like that, where it's like first time ever. I mean, I, I don't know the stat in front of me, but it's like the first time we're going to have like a losing record at home in yes. maybe, like ever, ever <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> so it's like, we're, there's been a lot of those this year, which has been very strange. So yeah, I, I'm with you that, that special teams hurts. Cause I'm always used to seeing us at the end of the year. It's like, Oh yeah, we're like top two. We're like number yep. two on the list of best special teams. You know what I mean? It's like the Ravens are always one cause they yeah. are also known for it, but it's yeah. like, we're always up there too. Weird. Weird. Very strange. Well, Bruno, that's all I got. Kurt, we're playing the Jaguars. Our, our ending. Let's end on some positive vibes. We're playing the Jaguars again. I don't want to put too much pressure on us, but like it, this should be a two, like a fourteen or more point victory. We should blow them out. Yeah, they are terrible. Like you said, James Robinson. They lost to Achilles. They have no weapons. We do have a lot of guys out with COVID. True, but it's like they might be this back. is the get we need. This is perfect timing. We've lost two in a row. This is the second to last game of the year. We need to just dominate this game. We need good vibes. We need Mac Jones with some confidence. We need to have a really good game heading into the Dolphins game because, again, yes, the Dolphins first have to beat the Titans, which isn't a guarantee this week. But if they win this week too, week our last game of the year, we're not we're not used to playing meaningful week 17 Ugh. or 18 games, Kurt, but we are going to be playing a meaningful one this year. And so hopefully we, it starts this week against the Jaguars in a game that hopefully you will not die in. You will drink your Celsii and you will be alive. 
hopefully. I'm trying to go to the game. Oh, I'll uh, have to. I know. We'll see. Yeah. Bruno, <laughs> it was fun uh, being with you in person again. Mm-hmm. Um, let's Good vibes. Good because vibes. Because it didn't work last week. All right. So, bonus stats guy content. Uh, we're going to go 2-0, last two games of the year. All right. That's I'm in. my stat. I'm in. Bruno, take, <laughs> take me home. Take me home, country roads. Well, Kurt, again, we always talk longer in person because we want to maximize our time together. I Hour regret, 20. Hour I regret 20. nothing. That's Not completely either. fine. Who People are off this week. It's, it's the like last show of the year. No stats guy segment this week, so yeah. we just gave you a little more love. Yeah, That's exactly. A little more love. It's the last show of the year. We wanted to show our fans, you know, millions of people around the world, uh, you know, good, some good loves and good, good love and good times. Kurt, it's been a pleasure. As 2021, always. we're about to put it in the books. Goodbye. Moving on to 2020. Two T-O-O, as you said earlier. 2020 in the year. T-O-O. <laughs> but for now, you know, we'll let you be. We'll come back. So wait, when picks, what is pick six going to be in 2022? Is that our, we already yes. did our last pick six? Yes. I would like to leave my pick six record in 2021, but unfortunately I can't do that. <laughs> You're bringing that with you. <laughs> but Kurt, if I lose for the year, I will be, my excuse, I can already see it forming is hopefully I'll win the 2022 like aggregate. Mm, you know what I mean? Yes. So that's going to be my excuse heading into the last well, couple Well, good, because of weeks. you've already lost 2020 and 2021. <laughs> well, you know, who's yeah, counting? Uh, not me. So, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. But we will see you in 2022 for our next pick six. So, everyone, happy new year. Have a great end of your year. Stay safe. Stay strong. Fuck COVID. And, uh, Kurt, we'll see you next time on Playing the Field. See you in 2022. <laughs> Someone else will make a hurt and we build Talking swords and always know the truth